0: Episode of Set Luss, Bruce, your podcast all about Bruce Springsteen, his music, and mostly his fans. Tonight we're talking Blood Brothers or Brothers Under the Bridge or maybe our own version of Bobby Jean. I have two former guests that actually kind of know each other more than I know them. I have Jeff and Dale. How are you guys doing? Uh,
1: we're good and great. apartment Dale? I'm speaking for Dale right I'm now. Good.
2: Yeah, yeah. good. <laughs>
0: You guys uh, were both very supportive of each other's podcast and saying nice things. Though I understand, Jeff, you couldn't hear yours all the way through. No, I know. It was, it was
3: too much for me. But I, <laughs> I, 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 my, my wife listened to it. She yeah. reported back to me. Yeah, but, she, uh, she, yeah. Thought,
0: she said it came out nice, and I thought it came out nice. My biggest issue... Is I hear all the us and so, which is one of my crutch phrases. I also think of the um, back in the early ticket days, you know, game, because I can do that a lot when, especially when I start talking. Hit a triple with the triple, yes, you and when you editing those takes a long time. And because I don't do this for a living, I tend to try to I'm just gonna hope they forgive me that we have the well and you know, um, too much in the system. So I understand.
2: Jeff,
1: at least at least Nancy lists to yours. Joe listened to mine for five minutes and said, My God, all you do is talk. You don't even look you don't even let poor Jesse talk. You have not <laughs> <laughs> That was
0: the end of it. <laughs> I, well, I don't feel that way at all. I think it's always a good I conversation. I do but I never yeah. feel that way. You yeah. know? So, see, I just said and so. Um, we're <laughs> we're recording this on May 18th, and we had planned to do this. Um, I thought it would be fun to kind of tell some travel stories and war stories, talk about how you guys met and your Bruce journey together and because you were friends before you met in person and now you've developed this, you have met in person, you developed this friendship, but we had a big loss in the music industry uh, today and it's especially hitting Jeff hard. So you want to talk a little about it?
3: Well, you know, I mean, I, they, uh, the, the quote unquote grunge movement. I mean, that was, uh, my college years. And uh, I, I was, and still am, a, uh, a huge Pearl Jam fan, Eddie Vedder uh, fan, and um, and then Soundgarden. To me, you know, they were they were right right there with them. I think that Chris Cornell's voice rivals anyone in the in the history of rock. And uh, yeah, this morning my wife went to go work out. Uh, she usually leaves about forty minutes or so uh, before I get up and then I got up and run. but when she uh walked out I turned the the TV on to hear the weather and uh as soon as I did I heard the news and I've heard people say this before but I literally bolted straight up out of bed and uh went in and and got my laptop and and turned it on and uh yeah it was it was a it was a blow I mean it, it felt uh, like a punch in the stomach and then uh, of course, the news that's followed today um, it's it's a really, really sad sad story and um, and you know it's amazing that those those guys and I've uh, seen a lot of tweets about it today, but you know those all of those bands uh, that meant so much to me as a kid, all of those lead singers uh have now died except for eddie and um I think. Also, I've been thinking about this a lot today, too, is for one thing, depression is uh, very real, and Chris was very open about his battle, Um, and it makes me appreciate our guy, uh, Bruce, so much, too, I mean, who also has been very open uh, with his battles, for anyone who's read the book, I'm sure that most of us have, Um, so it's it's been tough, you know, it's it's a weird thing to have all of these guys in the past couple of years, especially Prince um, and, and Chris Cornell, who, you, you know, you, you grew up listening to. It. And for me now, I mean, Chris uh, it isn't that uh, much older than me. He was a few years older than me, but um, it, it's, it was a, a tough, tough day. And, and like I say, I just think, I think Rolling Stone had him ninth. On their uh, best lead singer of all time, uh, but his range—there was nobody that could touch him. And
0: you know, I was um, old. I am old. Um, I graduated high school in. <laughs> hey, in, yeah. careful! Yeah, I—I graduated high school in '77. Um, was Guess I'm old too? Then yeah, there I did not do as much you know, following, um, you know, pop music or the grunge or, you know, rock and roll period, kind of I get into my, you know, safe zone where there's people I like. And, um, you know, we've talked about following local musicians, and I certainly developed an affection for some country artists. So, um, you know, I don't have a personal connection to Pearl Jam, Soundgarden, any of these, um, you know, bands, you know, Kurt Cobain and the, so, but I do appreciate their connection to Bruce. Um, you know, I Mm -hmm. I love when Eddie Vedder covers Bruce and when they have each other, you know, each other attend their shows and there seems to be this mutual love and respect of each other. And I was seeing that a lot of Bruce fans posted Chris doing Thunder Road and and other Bruce covers. So there seemed to be a respect for that. And I don't know who, but someone said, I wish Bruce was touring because I know he would do a wonderful tribute to him. Um, So, yes, very sad, great loss. And especially when you any death is tragic. And any loss, whether it's through an accident or illness, but to have suicide just makes me so sad because you just want someone who's given so much love and so much joy to other people to not know, you know, to not be able to fight that like Robin Williams is just very sad.
4: And and
3: someone who... um who from everything that I've ever heard gave a lot of love to, and um, I mean, the way that he helped uh, the members of what eventually became Pearl Jam when Andy Wood, their original lead singer died and um, you know, it just uh, seemed like a really, really decent man who uh, was very troubled and and, uh, sounds like he had a lot of demons that he battled Um, stuff and the cover's, uh, of Bruce, are excellent um, his his cover of Nothing compares to you, uh, golly! If you guys haven't heard that, then go run and and listen to it as well. He uh, he really could do anything, you know. I mean, he did uh, pop music. He had an album produced by Timbaland and uh, you know Audio Slave, The work that he did with them, um, yeah, just a, a huge huge loss. And, and uh, so I feel like. You know, he had a lot more to give, um, but unfortunately, uh, his his illness got him, yeah. you know, it, it sounds like.
0: So, Dale, you've been quiet. Any thoughts?
1: Yeah. I, I'm with you, Jesse. I, I know them. I know him. I'm a great singer he was. Um, we were making dinner tonight, and Joe goes, so who, who is this guy? I never heard of him. So I pulled up Black Hole Sun on... On the uh, on Alexa and let her listen to that It's like, oh yeah, I heard that song. She's like, but it's it's um, you know, I think our, our truly our one Jeff and I's one concert experience together was Pearl Jam in Dallas. That's right. Which Joe right. still says, Joe still says is the worst concert she ever went to because she knew four songs, right? Yes. And i have warned her in advance. So grunge is definitely her music. You know, she'd much rather see Neil Diamond than Pearl Jam, right? And uh. So the grunge, I'm kind of like you, Jesse. The grunge thing was, I, I'm, I was, you know, you know. Fortunately for Jeff, he's way younger than we are, yeah. so it was, it was not as big a deal for me. But I, I know I know the music, um, you know. But it wasn't, um, it wasn't like Prince was. I mean, like last year when Prince happened, that was, you know. But still, you know. I mean, my first thing was, yeah, he's pretty young, you know. Yes, young, and you know, and, and um, but the, you know, the mental illness thing is. just, so it seems to be, you know, musicians have it more than us, which is I think is why they write like such good music in some cases. Um, you know, it's, you know, it, it is part of the part of the battle I think that they face, and why their music is, touches all of us because we all have some of that depression from time to time, but it goes away in most of our lives. And for and for a lot of those guys, it doesn't go. You know, I mean, the you know the the stuff Bruce talks about is, you know, amazing that I could get up and perform at all. Um, yeah, and so it, it's it's um, you know it's still there's nothing um, you know I mean I, I think if I read this right they did the show last night
0: right you know, and, and he
1: did we all yeah, think he, that, he, that, he, was, that life on the, on tour is like oh man it's going to be so awesome but everybody you know loving to see you and, and you know you do a couple of those songs and everybody knows the words to every song and that would be it and obviously that doesn't cover for lots of for for that. That degree of the mental, you know, depression that they have—it's—it's—it's it's, it's sad, but you know, it's just um, it continues, you know. And, and as we get older, it's going to happen, um, you know. As they get old, when people are getting in the sixties or seventies or whatever, yeah, you're, not, you're expecting that, you no? Know? I mean, I mean, today my my tickets came in the mail for the Rolling Stones in Munich. I'm still hoping they're all breathing when we get there in December. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know that's to be expected but the 50 50 year old guys you don't expect you know or or you know even worse back in the day when it was the 27 year old problem right you know so it's um and you know it's uh you know it's a way to to appreciate every day that we get with whoever we listen
0: to i totally agree and especially when you you know i i I've told this story before, but when I was in college, I was 19 or 20. I, I went through a period where I was reading every thing I could find in the library written by Ellery Queen. The um, Jim Hutton TV show had been on him playing Ellery Queen, and I just got excited. You know, I got interested in it and read the collections of short stories and read novels, and just really enjoyed that. And there was something about someone getting married in their 30s. And I remember at 19, I think he was 39 or 40. I don't remember exactly, but I remember going, wow, why bother getting married when you're that old? Um (laughs) And you know, now that I'm 57, I, I yep. look at my 19-year-old self and say, "Boy, are you a fool?" And um, it is—it is a cliche, but you now hear someone at 62, "You—that's so young," <laughs> you know. Right. Uh, so I—we um, are—we feel for you, Jeff. I know you're mourning, and—and it is. I—it also makes me very happy. And very grateful of how Bruce has been able to fight his depression. And um, because when you see the life like even Brian Wilson had had, that has had, Mm -hmm. that so much drama and so much mental illness and so things have hurt him. You know, and Bruce just seems to, while he certainly is open about his depression has found a way to deal with it um i am you know and so you just kind of hope that he continues to have good health and um as linda said when that day happens i'm gonna worry about you jesse Mm. and i go i don't want to talk about it right
3: yeah So We don't have to. Exactly.
0: Uh, Yes. By the way, um, I wanted to bring up, Dale, you're talking about seeing the stones. Um, My friend Sam, I went to lunch with him today, and his brother-in-law or his stepbrother ended up um, not being able to make this trip they were going to do, and Sam wanted to know if I wanted to go, and I don't think I'm going to be able to get the time off. But he is flying up to – saskawan to see dylan and then Mm -hmm. like and then within two days later like um he's playing at moose jaw somewhere in canada and then he's flying back home and he's -hmm. he was saying that at 70 something years old um dylan does the same show every night um so but he said i you know he it. It. He says I've got to go to Moose Jaw to see Bob. Um. He's a big Dylan fan, and I'm almost yeah. tempted. If I. If I had not been sick, no. I would have 50. taken the Don't time. Go. Don't, Don't go. go. Don't go.
1: Don't okay. go. Go down, down to the local bar and see some guy, and you understand more of the word.
0: Okay. <laughs> there you go. But, That's funny.
1: I mean, boy. You know, I, 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 go ahead, Joe. And I know it's blasphemy i'm the Dylan fans, but I got to say probably in the top five worst shows of all time was my only Dylan experience. Um,
2: interesting.
1: Uh, I, I I was in Atlanta, um, for business. Uh the, the Coke auditors said, Hey, you want to go out to a show? And I'm like, sure, and it was it was Willie, Mellencamp, Camp and Dylan, right? So my theory was and my theory for going was I've seen the other two but I haven't seen Dylan. I need to see Dylan. Yeah. So we see Willie and it you know, it's the Willie set. You know, you can tell you the song's in a row, he's gonna play. But it's right. Willie. and then Mellencamp Camp put on it, decent show, but it was a mediocre Millencamp to me, um, and then Dylan comes out, and it was interesting because there were this was uh, 10 years ago, so it was five, what I would consider older ladies, they were probably like the mid-50s who now would be considered younger ladies to me, but at that point, they were older than I was, and they're sitting in front of me, and he played three songs, and they one turned around to me and to me and goes, which one is he? Right? Because <laughs> there was no movement on stage. There was none. There was a bunch of people in black suits with white shirts and ties, and there was no movement. And I said, he's the behind he, uh, the keyboard. Was he a keyboard? Okay,
3: yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. Yeah, behind yeah, the keyboard, you
1: know, right? Behind the keyboard. So, I said, he's one behind the keyboard. Okay, great. And three songs later, they turn around and go, do you know what this song is? And I go, I can't tell you a song he sang so far. <laughs> it was just, it oh. was just gibberish. And we waited another half hour, and I told the guys. I'm like, I'm good. We can go anytime. And we literally walked into the park, parking lot, and I hear like a Rolling Stone. I'm like, damn finally a song I understand like, three of the words too. And 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 you know, and even when you talk to people, they say it's you know, with Dylan, it's kinda of like Dan Morrison you get really good or you get not so good, you know, right. and I got them bad and like everything else, once you've got the bad it's hard to go back and say, Let's throw some more money down and see if the next time is better But you know, it that's just that, my experience and I'm sure people think the same thing when they go to hear Bruce or they're not a Bruce fan sometimes. So um,
0: that was you know. how Linda felt when we went to the Rising Tour. Um, by the way, I just was looking at that 2002 show and saying how much the you know the set list of that was my first show. So there were songs mm-hmm. I did not know as much. I got Jungle Land my first year, a first show. Didn't even oh realize God. it. I was like, oh okay, I don't know this song. Um, was that in Dallas? Yeah, it was like in 2002. You got yeah. Yes. Meeting and Jungle Land. Yeah. And
1: no, that was, that was, that was, no, Meeting and Jungle Land was the, was the show with the little girls.
0: Yes. And where um, Bon Jovi came out and did, right? Yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah, we ruined Boy Days.
0: Yes. Um, so, yeah. but Linda was like, I don't know any of the songs. And I used that example um, a couple years ago. We went and saw uh, for Christmas, um, you know, Handel's Messiah. And I said mm-hmm. it truly is like going to a band, and you only know two songs, you know the Hallelujah chorus, and uh, right. th- you know the, uh, you know the, uh, a Sun Will Rise. I'm I'm drawing a blank on the lyrics now, but that's the only two songs we know from the, the Messiah. Right. And so we're sitting there the whole time, and like, oh, I know this one, <laughs> and so.
3: Yeah. Um, so yeah. But here's the difference, though, Jesse. Yeah. When when you guys went to see the Rising he didn't know those songs because they were new. Dale didn't know those songs because he couldn't understand what Bob Dylan was singing. Those were all old songs. Yes. Yes. But you couldn't understand them. I've seen seen him probably five times, but, and I think I might've said this the last time I was on here, but the last time that I saw him uh, was with Merle Haggard and uh, Merle Haggard opened and and, uh, Merle just kicked his rear and it was amazing. And then Dylan, it, it was, it was bad and And I don't expect yeah. Dylan to talk to me or uh you know to to move around, but he sit at that keyboard and never once even looked at the audience and uh yeah, it's pretty bad, and so I've decided to never see him again that even is, though yes, Jason Isabel is touring with him, but I'm going to see Jason, yeah, uh, yeah. solo, so I' will be okay. it's the, it's the big show, right it's the outlaw thing whatever it is right
2: yeah yeah- this, mm-hmm. yeah,
1: yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah, I think entertaining uh, Ray I, I would go for
2: that.
3: Yeah. But uh, oof, man, yeah. yeah. Well, we're just pissed off every Bob Dylan. Film.
0: Yes, we're sorry. Um, <laughs>
3: yeah, you know,
0: I love Bob, Bob Dino, love Dylan. to a certain degree. Um, J.B. Clark from you know Bruce Springsteen sings the alphabet just recently said, "I'm more comfortable reading Bob Dylan than I am hearing him play." Um, yeah. You know, read. <laughs> you know, reading. His lyrics as if it was poetry which it is and i am amazed at times i will hear songs and i will go that that is amazing that that's that song and where it came from um so um and i have almost convinced sam that i'm going to go over to his house and we're going to do a jackson cage match on a couple of dylan songs so that should be fun <laughs> because he loves him he and um so and he has talked about that like you know it's going to be the same show and you never know if he's gonna be in it or not and so he may not look at you the whole audience at all so we'll see what happens
3: and, uh, and i love dylan and i love yeah. his later work i mean i think yeah. his albums have been mm-hmm. amazing but yeah as, as far as seeing him live no i'm okay. never doing that again okay. so. yeah just yeah. for clarification
0: very nice uh, um, so, talk to me, and we'll start with Dale. Uh, your side of it. How did you guys first meet up and become friends, and kind of mm-hmm. how this long-distance Bruce friendship has happened?
1: Right. So, um, because I am uh, older, your age, Jesse, I yes. had to research myself just to get the, just to get the facts right. Because I had in my brain what I thought happened. But in uh, I looked it up on, on – this was back when – before Twitter when Backstreets was – or BTX was our former communication with each other. And uh, it was 2012. There was a posting from some Jeff guy in Dallas that was trying to get GA for Kansas City. and He didn't get any for him and his wife. And then there was a drop one night where I grabbed the ticket and I, and I sent him a note saying, hey, there's some out there. And uh, we ended up meeting up in Kansas City – later that year um I think out in the courtyard of the power and light district before the show and uh I ended up getting in the pit but Jeff just missed it he and and through on the other side um my favorite story from that night was when we got to our favorite song waiting on a sunny day which we both are not fans of yeah I remember looking at Jeff and he's got that frown on his face, like some of us have. Not you, I know, but like some of us have. Not like when my wife is happy as can be, singing along. And he's got that frown. I'm like, look, there's like seventeen thousand five hundred people here live in it, and there's like five hundred of us going really again tonight. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and I think that's the only show we've been to where we've even even like. I mean, we've been to other shows at the same places. We were at the. The Final Four rain thing. Uh, we have kept in touch Omaha. with Twitter or Omaha. So were you went Omaha too? Well, I can remember if you went to Omaha too. I so yeah, I think, um, you both. To, yeah, we, did we did Omaha and KC. Through. You yeah.
0: you both you both were at the show for the Final Four, the out at Reunion partners. Mm, yes. Um, yes. In a lot but, of but he was
1: he's he's the more the diehard person who went there early in the morning, and stood in the rain all day. Uh, I have been close enough. I went late in the afternoon right before the show and didn't get – wasn't completely frozen. Um,
0: So, yeah. So I went with Sam on that day, and he just wanted to be elbows on the stage. And I decided Uh very quickly I'm not a pit person. I like to sit down. Uh, So um, Mm -hmm. I – That was a problem. There was no seats. There were no seats. (laughs) So I ended up going during – the the band right before Bruce and I'm drawing a blank on who, who they were now. Fun, um, fun. yeah, and um, yeah, fun, right? No fun. Oh, I got good. a thing of curly Q fries, a Diet Coke, and I sat on the ground right next to the sound, and I could put my back against the little um, gate right. that keeps it, you know, this, you know, barrier, and. Then mm-hmm. once Bruce came on, I stood up and I got a great sound from there. Um, there is, that's a really fun show. Uh, it was very hit centric, but it was, yeah. I think because well, there were so few of us and the weather. There were so few of us. Yeah. Uh, they really thought it was going to as, be fun. As cool.
2: as,
1: Go ahead. As much as I hated the weather and being bad, the weather was really good for Bruce fans because it got rid of the riffraff. You know, because yes. that place would have been packed to the gills with people who had no interest in seeing and so You would have been right. talking and jabbering and we would have got nowhere near anything, you know, and and it was a really awful day. I mean my, my wife and her, her twin sisters in town and I coerced to get them into there was a there was a Diet Coke area in this back center that had some sofas and some cushions yeah. on it. So they sat in there out of the rain the whole time. And um, it you know, it wasn't it wasn't the day for the faint of heart, so it kept those 30 somethings, you might have caught and see who this Springsteen guy was away because it was miserable out. And so it was, you know, I remember when, you know, once Barkley came out and he used some expletives about what he thought about how crazy everybody was. It was out there in the rain Random line. Yeah. This is just right. the norm when you go to an outdoor show, you know? I've, I've he, been in lots worse than this, and this was free.
0: And, you know, I so. had dressed appropriately, so I wasn't, you know, I, I had a hat, I had a waterproof jacket on, and and so, I um, was able to really enjoy. And of course, that was the first time I got to hear Thunder Road Live. So, a mm-hmm. great moment for me. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So, that's anyhow, that's, yeah. long story. That's, we, we met electronically.
1: Uh, we met in Kansas City. We went to a Pearl Jam show together. And I think that's our actual personal inter- interaction, physical interaction. The only times we've ever really um, you know, hung out together, lots of um, tweets retweets likes you know his wife gets involved and you know uh talks a lot of smack sometimes (laughs) um you know uh similar diseases you with that cowboyitis thing you know and the wrestling thing (laughs) um but um you know and and we've gone through some stuff this year we both lost parents so that's been um similar for both of us and and text and, and Jeff's just a good guy. We like, we like a lot. I mean, I wasn't, I don't know, a couple of months ago, one morning I would get up and
2: there's
1: something on Twitter, he like, how, he sends it to me, you know, right to me, how have I missed this John Moreland guy? And I'm like, I don't know, dude, I've been listening for a while, I don't know what to tell you. Oh, but, um, <laughs> you know, at, at the end of the day, we all like similar music because we like, I think for most, for most of us, we like, one of the reasons we like Bruce so much is, other than the performances, is the stories of his songs. Mm-hmm. So lots of the other music that we like the same is the same music because it's stories.
0: Yeah. And, um,
1: you know, so it's, it's, that's, that's, you know, I've always, I've, I've said every time I've been with you or anybody else, the most fun of the whole thing to me is meeting other really great people from completely different walks of life, different ages. Um, you know, people you would never know if it wasn't for that. Um, you know, I mean, I, I, I got to I an email last week from, I don't know if you guys know, JD JD that lives in Dallas. Um, and, And we had met electronically. We were at St. Louis together last year. Ended up going to Chicago, hanging out with him for a day and a half. And last week he contacted me because there was a job at Coke he was interested in. So I got his name to the top of the resume pile. And he didn't get the job, but he got the interview. And he's like, it's a strange world. We meet online. We go to a show where we happen to run into each other. And then we're talking to each other about a job in the real life, and I'm like, "Yep, you know." But,
0: that that um, is kind of it's, odd, it's a small isn't it? World, sometimes it, it is. Yeah. So I'll yep. go to you, Jeff. What do you have? A couple of highlights, and not necessarily with Dale, but as you travel and meeting people in line in the pit, is there stories that? You know, you you share when you're visiting with people, both either funny or touching, um, put you on the spot. Do you do you have any you want to share?
3: I have a ton. Okay, good. Uh, but uh, I, you know, uh, you said that you weren't a pit person, so since the uh, reunion tour, we've only done GA right uh, at every show that we've been to. Um, so you know, we've hit the hit the lotto and, and, uh, and missed it. Uh, I remember once in Dallas, we, um, we were running, or, or someone was running late. Uh, the person in front of us let us go in front of them. Let me see if I'm getting this right. They, so we went before them. The people behind us ended up being number one, drew number one on the pit lot, which meant we were last. And all of a sudden, they were nice and let us go in front of them. So that was a, a very, very painful day.
0: Sometimes good karma pays back. It, that's that's hilarious, so. though. It's like, wait a minute, really? No, 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 that's supposed <laughs> to be our spot.
3: It, it was. It we totally felt like that. But then uh, in Cleveland, we, we, uh, we actually, uh, the last this last tour, uh, some guys from Italy, uh, they drew number one and there were I think four of those guys and Nancy and I were right behind them. So we you know it we were right there in front and it was uh amazing. When they uh during the rising tour, you know, at first they did the fan run line and uh I remember Nancy and I so we went to the Vegas show and it was in August. We had no idea <laughs> how the fan run line worked we didn't know what the commitment was, especially in August in Vegas, it was a hundred and whatever, 15 degrees out. Um, and we were, we all stunk. We were hot. It was gross. And I just remember them letting us in and we kept walking. We kept walking. And, uh, I remember there was a, a guy next to me calling someone and hitting the stage. Like I'm here, you know, this is me. I'm hitting the stage right now. Uh, and so we were hooked. I mean, from that point on, it was like, are you kidding me? This is, this is happening. Uh, Dallas. I got a pick from Steve uh during that, that tour. He handed it to me. That's where we were at. But um we got to run the fan uh run line in, in Dallas and Austin during that tour and that was amazing. Uh, I may have mentioned this before too in the last time. But um but we you know, we, we met people from all over the world, people that uh couldn't speak English, but they knew to come up and hold their hands out and you would write you know, write the number and, and write their name on the, the line, you know, to, for the roll call. And, uh, and there's people, you know, that I still uh, talk to from Canada and New Jersey and Philly and Chicago. And, and it is this uh, amazing um, community and these people that, you know, you were bonded um, totally because of, of, this one guy, and and just the people are really, really neat. Um, during the Seeker sessions, probably one of my favorite moments ever is that a lady, some poor lady, tried to to do the, uh, the fan run line, and it completely fell apart. And it ended up being just chaos. Once the doors were open, people just went all over the place. Well, we ended up getting uh, on the side right there in the front. And Nancy, my wife, had a a blue bandana, uh, very hippie because she's a, you know, deadhead uh, kind of look. (laughs) And Bruce walked over to her and told her how much that he loved her blue bandana. And just seeing the look on her face as he's talking to her (laughs) about her bandana is uh, a moment that I will never forget. I've never felt so insignificant in my entire life (laughs) uh, watching her. You know, as he was talking to her about the Mandana. So, um,
0: oh, that's awesome. This has
3: been, yeah, it was it was a really cool moment. He held her hand in Virginia Beach. I remember, and kind of the same thing. And of course, I was, I I don't, I put my phone away, and uh, and she was infuriated at me that he had, and he he held her hand for quite a time. I didn't get a photo, so I'll never forgive me, that. <laughs> but uh, and and I think also just being in the in the pit, the cool part is is that you usually around fans and like Dell was saying, you know, that aren't talking, they're not, you know, worried about anything, but seeing him. And, uh, but it's also seeing like the little subtleties of watching Bruce command that band and watching them, you know, not taking their eye off of him. Um, and, and just seeing the respect that they have for him is, is it's really phenomenal because you're basically getting to be your own director at those times when you're when you're that close.
0: Yeah, you get to pick what you see. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm going to come back and ask you another question, but Dale, how about you? Um, any yeah, stories a, that think you come out that you think of during your travels?
2: Yeah, there's
1: there's there's a bunch, and, and they're, they're you know they're all ones that. I've shared multiple times, probably always share on your podcast once or twice, but a couple that really, the first time we hit the lotto well was uh, in Austin um, on uh, working on a dream. So we were going to, you know, we got to build the house with some good wood and some bad wood. I uh, got tired of that story, but uh, <laughs> we had some friends with us from Mississippi and we're seeing them and we go and we are like on the, on the rail, you know, this is the first, and they think this is the norm, right? And they think that we know what we're doing. I'm like, we've never been here before, and uh, we were we were actually at one row deep, for about I don't know, maybe 70th or 80th into the place. And then some little kid, there was a uh, smaller people, smaller kids in front of us, and they kind of shove, just kind of shuffled to the left a little bit towards the center. And I just shoved Joe from behind. She wasn't even paying attention. All of a sudden, she had the railing like on her arms, and she's like, "Oh, I'm in the front row." And at one point, Bruce was right above her. I still remember this. And she tells this story. She's probably told the story a million times. And you know, you know, he sweats a lot. He's the only person I know that sweats more than I do. So it makes me feel that right? way. And and he's right above her, and he he's dripping, you know. And she's like, you know, when I was like thirty, really cool. When I'm like fifty, kind of gross. <laughs> <You know? laughs> you know? So so that was our first really close pit thing. And then the Omaha show was one of those karma ones where my intent that day I went. To, we were going to Omaha together. Joe and I were going together to do Omaha, KC, and then she was had horrible flu that week and she couldn't go. And I'm like, I'm not going. You know, I don't go without Joe. You. you know, we're a team. We traveled right. this, we do this stuff together. And she's like, No, no, you haven't seen him in a long time. I'm like, It was like July when we when we were yeah. in London. I've seen him recently, but she's like, No go. So I go and I'm like, You know what? I'm gonna be number one on the pit line tonight. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna go early and get my. I'm gonna be the first person in line to get the number one wristband. And then some knucklehead from the office calls me at like 1245 when I think it was one o'clock, maybe for, I can't remember whatever time it was for her wristbands. She calls me like 15 minutes before and she's going on and on and on and I can't get off the phone. I'm like, Oh my God. And so I get there and I'm like number 52 and I'm not happy. And then they draw number 48, you know, you're like, yes, that worked out good. So, you know, that was, I think, I think, uh, you know, that night we were, I was right on the monitor, got strum the strum guitar during born to run. Um, you know, I, I've got to experience, you know, Jeff got lots of a fan run line in America. I, I, we never did pick that then. We didn't, we didn't understand the game well enough, um, right. or we didn't have enough time or we didn't have enough money or all, all the above, um, yeah. to do GA. We were just happy to get some seats in the 100 level back in those days. Right. Um, and so, uh, you know, I have both mixed feelings of because we've done. The, I've done the GA line in Europe where it's this being run, it and it's a lot of work. Um, right. You know, you got to go. You got to go many times and keep checking in, and you do know, get to enjoy other stuff. But you know, in Zurich, I got to be in front, and then um, you know, then this year, and when we went to Gothenburg last year. We did the steeping and paid to be in the pit. And I think going forward, that's probably my pit experience. If I want to yeah. be in the pit, I'll just write the extra check and get the walk in at seven thirty versus or the lotto thing because we went to Chicago in the fall and you know we were like there were 1,600 people in the lottery line and we were clear at the back. So It's a win or lose. Um, I've been up front. I've had great times. Um, I'm not a big fan of the middle of the pit because it's um, you know, if, if we're not on the front row, I just, just leave be in the back row because you have some room to move around. It's a little bit more comfortable. And, yeah. you know, I do have a height challenge person traveling with me most of the time. So at five, four, she's going to be someplace where people aren't right in front of her, um, you know, and, and, you know, and, and then our probably our biggest ever pit fun thing was the free one at South by Southwest where we just kind of, you know, our friend Greg from Dallas, Mr. Also in the triple digits with Mr. Jeff there um you know we weren't even going to try and get in he's like they're letting us in so we got there and she ended up stepping from the stage i think by the time the show started so we've had lots of really fun pit experiences Mm -hmm. met like jeff said met really cool people you know in europe we met a bunch of americans who we see at other shows in america so it's really fun the show is far more vibe you know it's just i i I, um you know last year on tour we did a bunch just because we had to get her back in shape and things like that. And and seats are fun in some places. Yeah. But it's not the same. I mean, once you're in the pit, you know, it's it's hard to not want to try. Um and especially considering that, you know, I mean, with this thing with getting the Rolling Stone tickets from Munich, their pit is one hundred dollars. Yeah. You know, I mean just like um a seat's looking pretty good for me. Yeah. So I think yeah. it's um uh, fun to do, but I don't need to do it every time. I'm okay with seats some nights because I am old and
0: tired some nights. Yeah, I so. think that's an interesting point because I, I think if I was just standing for the three and a half hours, I would be okay, right. but it's just, it's such a long What's day. And, it's a long day. Yeah, with my, um, you know, I have a little bit of back problems. I certainly have a weight problem, yeah. and so I, I just think, but I will agree when you're sitting and – you know in a high seat because i'm just happy to be in the room and the people around you are talking and it it can you kind of have to just i put my mental blinders on and go look i'm just going to focus on the show and not worry about it so i do think it would be fun to be in this pit with the same exciting these people that are as passionate as we are
1: yeah, the one the one I'm mad that I missed the most was the show in Houston. That I think I don't know if, I don't know I don't remember if Jeff and Nancy were at that show, but I know I know uh, you know Jesse you were at that show yeah. um, because it was such a little pit. Yes, right? but it was good, and, it, and it, you did, you couldn't lose because that pit was so small. Right, right? you were going to be really really close no matter what. And I literally got a text from somebody on a Saturday saying, "Hey, they just dropped some pit tickets," and I was like, not at home, driving the car, couldn't like pull over, and right. by the time I had you know, I didn't have it. And then I end up with, you know, seats that were great seats, but I get some knuckleheads in front of me who want to talk the whole show. So we had to address that while the yeah. performance was going on as well. But, um, you know, that, that's the advantage. Although, you know what, I've had some – we had a really stupid pit experience in Austin, too, the next time. And um, we're, we're in the – I think we're in the encores, and there's a uh, guy probably – maybe in his mid to late 60s behind this, and he's got a big poster, right? Mm-hmm. And so during the encore. He decides he's going to bring his poster to the stage to Bruce, okay? Now, we've all been standing in the same place for three-plus hours, and here's right. this guy who's going to work his way through. And so he got rejected. He got sent back, right? Yeah. So then he sends, then he sends his... Um, female associate with him. And she's like, but my husband saw him, you know, my friend saw him at the armadillo and they were like, we don't care. And she's like, but well, I've got a, I got a Sharpie. Somebody, think this right. But during the encore, Bruce is going to stop singing to sign your poster. No, get out of here.
0: No, oh, yeah, you know? get out of so, here.
1: Um, <laughs> you know? So um, I, I'm, I'm thinking that in, especially on the East coast, that you might've seen that more in the pit where it's, you know, a little bit more, Um, people who have, you know, more attitude and not afraid to speak their mind versus in the Texas or Missouri or uh, whatever pitch. It might be a little bit more gentle, as long as you don't have 16, 12-year-old girls like we did in Dallas.
0: Yes. So one of my favorite stories is that Houston show. Um, We had driven down. It was my third show in 30 days, which was – Something special for me. I'd never done that before. I'd done the free show in Dallas, d- drove to Nashville, and then down in Houston. And um, after the show, my wife is going to the restroom, and there is a very drunk lady going. I- is it over? And I'm like, what? Is the show over? Yeah, it's over. He he did a little over three hours. You know, it was a great show. But he didn't play Born in the USA. Uh, no, he he doesn't always play Born in the USA. But it's his biggest hit. Yeah, I know. But it's just, you know, it's not... And so I now... Um... Anytime I'm at a show and Born in the USA gets played, I tweet, and mm-hmm. somewhere there's a drunk lady in Houston who's now very happy.
3: <laughs> it's like the, the drunk lady that I in St. Paul for the uh, Devils and Dust tour who kept yelling for Dancing in the Dark. I was like, uh, hey, he's not playing Dancing in the Dark.
0: At the, <laughs> um, the Devils and Dust here in the DFW area, it's in Grand Prairie and um mm-hmm. really nice theater and there were four college students college age students that looked like you know two couples that got up in the yeah. middle of the show and you heard her going he's not playing anything i know <laughs> and
1: yeah. so um
3: yes he is yes. it's a
1: different way you don't know that it's the same song right it was hey, And he age... played
0: born in the usa that night right yeah i think he, he did, did, record, did he? yeah
3: <laughs> yeah
1: um,
0: some, I
3: think so, you played with the Mike.
0: Yeah, so. Can I say something real quick? Please. Uh,
3: when uh, Dale said, Austin, for working on a dream, I just want Dale to know that I was also there. I was in the pit. Yeah. And like Dale said, if, if I'm not in the front, then I make my way in the very back. But next to me that entire night was Jason Garrett. And uh, uh, I can say that he truly is well, a huge fan. Yes, that's right, Dale. Jason Garrett. Chris that's Dale, really exciting. I'm
2: And Jesse, you're
1: enjoying this, (laughs) yes I
3: am. And
1: uh, (laughs) where was was Babe Loffenberg
3: at? You know, I'm sure he was there too. I've seen him at so many shows. So, but uh, Babe has told
0: me twice in person that he's going to join me on the show, and we keep not being able to make the schedule work. Um, And I just giving you guys a hard time. I understand. And what's funny is. I think I've told this before, um, but when I was there in August in Jersey, and I went on Stan's tour, uh, we're in the car and we're driving, you know, from Ashbury Park to where everything and, you know, to the right is the shore and all the little beach clubs and such. And all of a sudden, Stan goes, "Here's something only you will care about, Jesse. That house there is Jason Garrett's parents' house." <laughs>
3: I went. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, and well, it, it, he knew the words to every song. He wasn't just. I mean, he truly is a huge fan. I mean, he was singing every song that night. He was fist pumping. He he. Uh, and it's funny. You know, we all know how robotic and reserved. Yes. He is. But he right. he was not. He was as much of a, of a dork fan as the rest of us. As we are. Yeah. Well. Yeah. As we are.
0: What's interesting, Dale, is Jeff and I will both do this. About once a year, he jumps on a nighttime show that's on the sports station here, The Ticket, and they just talk Dylan and Springsteen. And Mm. the next morning, every sports commentator, everything goes, where is this guy? You know, when you get him not talking about football – he is funny. He's articulate. He's passionate, but you know he just plays it very safe as a coach and uh, is very robotic. So that's that's pretty funny.
1: But, but I think, I think you know, in some cases, lots of us are that way, right? I mean, you know, I had to hear it last weekend we have some friends and they're like, you're having fun. I'm like I have fun when it's good stuff, but this is what we're doing. You know? Yeah. Exactly. I, I have I have you know we go to see some what people think is highly entertaining music that I find highly painful. Right. And I'm like, no, it's not enjoyable. Sorry. Yeah. But, you know, get something good. And, and so, you know, I mean, we, you know, I mean, the three of us could talk about Springsteen probably for two and a half days without stopping other than, you know.
0: Absolutely. Um, uh, we, you know,
1: so. Uh,
2: uh,
0: we do need to figure out a way to get the six of us to dinner somehow, because uh, I think that would be fun. And uh, Linda would be, you um, the odd a spouse she'd like really you guys are obsessed as they are no <laughs> uh, uh, joe
1: jo is really into it but she would get tired of us yes being geeky. i mean remember she listened to the podcast for five minutes ago oh my yeah, exactly. god seriously you talk about this for an hour yes you know? we did so we are we are i, I did, did hear today something about a dallas trip um sometime coming up soon oh, because good. our daughter's best friend from college lives in dallas and they have a baby now so Everyone wants to go see their baby too, so maybe there will be a Dallas weekend. That would um, be awesome up and,
0: very yeah, cool. We
1: we'll just make sure it's before football season. So it's <laughs> exactly. Um,
0: yeah. And condolences <laughs> to your lovely bride on the Rockets' um, exit. I know
2: oh, she was no. dead.
1: That's all right. No, you know, at the, some point, at some point, this is because again, at this point of our lives. It's entertainment, right? right? It's not the fanatic. It's not the, my Monday's terrible because my team lost on Sunday. We've gotten, you know, plus she's a bears fan, so she got used to losing a lot. Right. Exactly. Um, so we got late in the playoffs, you know, and, she, and, and so, um, you know, she's having some issues. So we, we have to go to, we have to go to one playoff game and she's like, I'm good with that because the, the tickets get more expensive and the wars are going to destroy them. Right. You know? So when they completely fell apart against the Spurs and, I was actually in um I, don't I was, someplace else when it happened okay. when when the last game happened and she just called me like, Thank God that's over because that's embarrassing. <laughs> you know. And and so again, we go we get half the regular season and playoff games, twenty some basketball games. That's pretty good for uh sixty two year old five foot four lady who likes the NBA basketball as much as anybody. So I'm just really, really pleased that I found somebody who loves sport and music and we'll, you know, and I've said it before, her favorite thing is the big show. She loves the stage. Mm-hmm. Um, she still whines because Clarence isn't there. Yes. Um, you know, that first, you know, I mean, and, and I know that, that uh, Jeff was upset this morning. I still remember the look on her face when we saw the scroll on CNN that Clarence had passed away. And she still cries when they do the 10th Avenue freeze out and we see Clarence's picture on the big screen. So I'm just happy that I found somebody that, that like sports and music that much and we'll go to some things that doesn't even know you know when we first went to Jason Isbell she didn't know who he was and halfway through she's like oh my god he's so good you know I we awesome. went to John Moreland she's like he's the saddest he's the saddest guy I've ever seen sing and I like <laughs> yeah but listen to the words yeah you know? um, so we go to those things but I still you know like next when next week at this time right uh-huh. this Thursday Yeah, next Wednesday we go to see you two so she'll be pretty pumped to see Bono and the Edge Oh, Um, nice so even if it is stupidly expensive seats that aren't really close enough for our liking but
0: i bet do Uh, i'll put you both on the spot and we'll start with you jeff do you have a favorite city or a couple where you've enjoyed seeing bruce perform could be domestic international just do you have one yeah you know
3: uh Cleveland, oddly enough, we—that's uh, the place where we have always, always had amazing luck. Like I was saying, you know that we—I mean, I, I told two stories where we were in the front row, yeah—and and, uh, and it's—you know—I really enjoyed that town, and uh, I know everyone knocks it, but uh, I mean, you know, you can take the time to go down and see the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, there's a the sports arena is usually where we stay, so you can. Uh, go catch a game, and uh, I, I just—we've always been really, really lucky. Actually, uh, three times we have been in the for, uh, for Vote for Change in in Cleveland as well. Um, so that is—that's just like our good luck city. For whatever reason, we've always uh, done really well there. Uh, when, North Carolina, yeah, is, is always great too. I mean, Bruce, uh, for whatever reason, seems to enjoy playing there,
2: mm-hmm. and
3: uh, and of course. Philly, you know, I mean, it's one of the the mecca places, right? That, um, you know, you get to hear thunder crack, except for my wife, who hasn't seen him there. But um, well, so yeah, because
0: I, I, when I went, when we went to see him in 2012 for uh, no, yeah, for the Wrecking Ball tour, you know, that was our first Bruce and Bourbon tour, and um, we were talking about that the vibe in cleveland was better than a lot of times when when i'd seen him in dallas and i still feel that um the last dallas show for the river there seemed to be engaged they seemed to be the crowd was into it but sometimes dallas is a pretty um sedate crowd um Nothing against yeah. our city, but that's just it. Just seemed they, um, at times are not as engaged as you would like them to see. Dale, how about you? putting it really nicely. Well, you know, I try to, <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. I, just, I think that's been our answer, too. I mean, uh, you know, we've been around quite a few places, and Joe so says, God, the Texas crowd's just, you know, if you're in the pit, it's okay because that group's in too, but the rest, there's a lot of sitting going on, yes. Um, um, you know, I, I I can't, you know, from Kansas City a couple times. It was a nice it was a nice show. Um
0: So I want to stop you there. I want to stop you there cuz I have a question. Wouldn't you think that Kansas City people would get tired of someone doing Kansas City? But when we went there, no, they no. they go crazy. I mean, they're just like, they, yeah.
2: They they get, they'd
0: be more They'd be more disappointed if he
1: didn't do it I yes. think, right they're counting on they're count- and, and some people are counting on and you know and, and we said it before on you know on here jesse is yeah. that for so many people at the show ninety some percent it's their one show that they'll see in two or three years right right so you know it, it's the it's the shout discussion it's the you know I mean it's the waiting on a sunny day discussion they're not yeah. tired of it because they saw it once in two or three right. years you know they're not they have they they have better a more well rounded life so they're not just traveling around <laughs> the country to see the you know, even though we know it's not the same show right parts of it are um, so you know we we enjoy Kansas City for multiple reasons. one we like Kansas City a lot just a yeah. really like great mid America town mm-hmm.
2: um,
1: I have not seen him in Cleveland uh, I have not seen him at Edoland. we saw him in Madison Square Garden which was really cool for oh, I the, bet. the night when he did the river which was my okay we've seen the river there's nothing after this yeah um, you know, but you know, I've said it before, and I'll, I'll say it, and Americans don't want to hear it, but the Europe shows are just to a different plateau. Um, they really are they're just and and maybe that fall run last year in the East Coast was like that because it was all over the place you didn't know what he was going to bring next, right but the mm-hmm. the I mean there's there's something about the you know as, as much as I hate stadium rock because you don't get the good. You know, you're not close. You don't get those things. There's something about fifty or sixty or seventy thousand people just having fun for three hours. Yes. Um, you know, and, and, and I mean, it's the reason why I wrote the check for next week to go see you too. And it, and I know it's not three hours. You know, I mean, right. M- my favorite story with my wife ever at a rock and a rock show was when there was the 360 tour in Dallas, and we did. Um, oh no, it wasn't the 360 tour. It was the tour before that. I can't remember. Anyhow. It wasn't, it wasn't 360. It was a big monster thing. Um, we did some deal where we ended up being on the front row of the outside ring, you know, and Bonna was at one point like, two feet from her, and the edge was right by her, And, you know. And so they did their set, which was 90 minutes, you know, and unfortunately in today's world, we all know what the set list is going to be, and there's no real surprises, and, right. you know, it's over. And the show, you know, 90 Minutes, they walk off, and she turns around to me, you know, and I'll keep it clean for your program, Jesse, but it was like, what the, was that? Yeah. You know? And she just looked at me like, what? I'm like, they'll be back, and we're going to get some, we're going to get the encore. She goes, but it's 90 Minutes. Yes. Bruce is still on the, halfway through the main set at 90 Minutes. And I'm like, we are spoiled. Yes. You know, we really are. And, and you know, and, and that's the part that, I mean, like, uh, I, I know with with Jeff we love Jason Isbell but it's like when are we going to get some longer show now especially now we got now we're getting a rock out it's because to me if I had the rate out of my 30 some shows those are the top five always not even close We also touched it um, but I haven't seen him in a football in a stadium I don't not seen him in arenas in America um, I haven't seen a stadium here I didn't go to Midlands uh, so you, you've seen that so um, I you know, but again, I don't know is, is I guess what I don't know, and you guys can tell me is in the Meadowlands crowd, is it people going because it's the thing to do in Jersey on a you know summer night, or are they going because they're complete lunatics about about the music from the floor to the top of the stadium, which is what I see in Europe.
0: So Jeff, I'll let you say first um
3: I think that it is a rite of passage. Uh, for yeah. the young people there and uh, something that they feel like they should do. I think that um, there is a certain, um, not arrogant, but, you know, I mean, I, I mean you know, a, a certain ownership, which they deserve because I mean, he's from Jersey. Uh, but, sure. but sometimes I'm surprised at the, uh, Negativity that comes from the cloud pre-show. I don't know if you've had that, Jesse. But uh, but just uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know how to uh, put it. And I'm going to put my foot in my mouth and have some New Jerseyans after me. But um, <laughs> and I don't want that. That's okay. But, you um, know.
0: You know. I don't have anyone from Jersey listening to the podcast.
3: <laughs> that's right. <laughs> okay. Uh, Nancy wants to trade no, you in right yeah. So. But I think you know. But I think by and large. But when we have been there for the most part. Uh, everyone has been really nice and, uh, and kind. And that's the truth. I, I, uh, I always just seeing the rising in New Jersey, uh, at the Meadowlands is something that I'll never forget to see the the people throughout that stadium, holding mm. one another and crying and, and knowing that, you know, <laughs> these people have, have been through 9-11 in a way that living where we live, we never could have gone through it. Yeah. Um, that that's something that that's uh, just talking about it right now I, I have goosebumps thinking about it, and so uh I mean he is theirs they uh and but but I just feel like and I, I think for a lot of those people you know they're so spoiled too i mean um you know he shows up at stone pony one night or he does you know it's yeah. like, oh, I can just any night i can just so um uh, so I think it's a, a, a more reserved maybe than uh than I had expected from. When, From what i seen, yeah.
0: When I went, when Chris and I went in August, um, you know, we were going out to the, you know, MetLife Stadium. We were first shocked that parking was so cheap. We're like, man, if this is Jerry <laughs> Jones, it'd be fifty bucks just to park a car. I can't believe it's only like twenty bucks to park. Um, and we, we felt. Chris talked about it. He and I still talk about it. That we were surprised how good the sound was, because we were, you know, picture the oval and the stage is on one end, and we are directly across facing the stage, you know, in kind of a middle section. So, you know, we're definitely watching the monitors, and but the sound was really good. Um, the people around me seemed engaged. And, you know, standing up at the right time and clapping at the right time. There seemed to be a lot of passion. Um, so I, I felt like – and I do think they do have this sense of, you know, ownership because he's their guy. Um, I yeah. I do think sometimes East Coast fans are a little spoiled because – the access to shows, especially before ticket prices got so high, was so much easier. You know, within a two or three hour drive, right. he on a tour, you have so many chances to see him while he doesn't do the Dallas, Houston, Austin, Oklahoma City, you know, run you know he we may get one texas spot and it usually is right if he doesn't if he does dallas he doesn't do houston or if he does houston he doesn't do dallas and so it is we have to make efforts to go see him which i'm glad to do um so okay that's pretty interesting uh we've we've got an hour i I, I got i got a funny rising thing just i gotta throw in here just
1: because Jeff brought that up yeah last week we're in florida we're out to dinner and uh um wives along but Joe didn't go so I was sitting with my boss and he's like hey I got a question for you he drove over there because they, they were going fishing and there was a truck there to haul fish back. he's like right over he goes we heard that, that The Rising song by Bruce he goes what's that about and I'm like really <laughs> I'm like nine eleven. he's like oh I wasn't sure and I'm like I thought and I'm like no not everybody knows all this stuff you know right. and and he's he's not a music expert, but he's pretty in right. with things. I mean, he's the same age as me, and so I was just like, you know what The Rising's about? We don't, everybody knows what... Oh, no, I guess everybody doesn't. Everybody doesn't even know what the hell The Rising is, but we yes. sure do. And it was just... It was just hit me like... You know, and then Jeff says, like, you know, it gets the goosebumps. I'm like, my boss is like, what's the song about? <laughs> like,
3: uh, I, I okay. work... You know, bro, I, I no, it that is at, wonderful. At, Go at, ahead. At the uh, the Metal Land show was... Uh, in, during The Rising... Uh the first so we were there for the final that uh ten night stand we were there for eight, nine and ten. And uh the first night we were way back in the back and uh we progressively moved up and uh but there were uh probably three and this was two thousand and three, right. So there were three teens behind us and they are just talking, talking, talking. And Bruce uh, started singing Independence Day. Well, you know, I mean this is before the river tour or anything like that. I mean, hearing Independence Day at that point was like, Oh my gosh, we Right, rare talking. Yeah, and I turn around to them, they're behind me, and I go, I just want you guys to know that I'm going to find you at the next Britney Spears concert and I'm going to talk the entire time. (laughs) And they go (laughs) And they go, We're not Britney Spears fans and I go, Well, obviously you're not Bruce Springsteen fans either because you've been talking this entire time. So they shut up. They didn't say another word, and then at some point, a, a few songs later, I can't remember what the song was, but it was something another rare song. And when they did it, when he started it, Nancy looked at me and she goes, "Oh my god!" like that, and those girls were like, "Shh!" <laughs> so they had been waiting for twenty minutes, just waiting for us to say anything to each other. Oh, that's so they awesome
0: that is great um guys this was so great and you know this was very listeners to pull back the curtain this was very impromptu we just kind of were talking on twitter and you know back and forth and like hey we should do a show just kind of talking and okay and so we scheduled it and so this was wonderful um jeff dale if someone wants to reach you how can they we'll start with you jeff
3: well, first, of all, aren't we doing the cage match for Mary Queen of Arkansas versus Pony Boy tonight? Also <laughs> no. Awesome. No. no, no, we're not. Okay, sorry. I've been saving Some that. I'm cage uh, match now. It is. <laughs> it's uh, at Jeff Callaway, C-A-L-A-W-A-Y. Very nice. Page. And Dale.
1: And like Jeff, I spent lots of time on my Twitter name, so mine's at DZ Hosick, mm-hmm. H-O-S-A-C-K, eight twenty one. <laughs> Half the time you'll see Jeff and Jeff, Jesse and I just communicating with each other because, or, you know, other other us insane in uh, Bruce people. Absolutely. Because we don't have a tour, we're gonna have something to talk about.
0: Absolutely. Bruce. And I am at Jesse Jackson DFW, trying to keep people from not including me in political discussions, because they think I'm the Reverend Jackson. Um, and um, by the way. Uh, Jeff you'll get a kick out of this I've got Mexican Junior and Side Soap Bob uh, going to debate um, Dancing in the Dark or Glory Days so I have two kind of casual Springsteen fans at best Junior thinks Santa Claus is Coming to Town is Springsteen's biggest hit and he figures he must play that every show Um, so uh, that should be pretty fun we're going to record that um, later in the summer Um, Thank you, guys. I appreciate it so much. Um, If you want to join me and talk about Bruce Springsteen and your experiences, uh, let me know. Send me an email at setlustingbruce at gmail.com. We do have a phone number, 214-736-3121. You can leave me a voicemail, um, post on Facebook, post on Twitter. Just get to me, and we'll set something up. Um, guys, thank you so much. I, this was a blast. Um, send both your lovely brides my best, and uh, we will talk soon. Bye, everyone.
5: Thanks, Jeff. Chance to make it good somehow. What else can I-